Hail and well met, everyone. My name is Jen, your friendly neighborhood GM and purveyor of fine pretzels. And by pretzels, I mean bite-sized ideas to make your next tabletop session amazing. My original vision for this show was to talk about ideas for games. I didn't intend this show to include advice for a couple of important reasons. A, I don't know everything, and two, there are so many ways to do things. If I say something, I don't want that to come across as the way that you're supposed to do something. But today, we're going to take all that and throw it out the window, and I'm going to offer some advice. As game masters, we want to provide an immersive experience for our players. We want them to feel what their characters are feeling. We want them to forget they're playing a game and lean into the world that we're presenting to them. So how do we do that? To the notebook! A common tip for creating immersion is sound. Music and ambient sounds are fun ways to draw your players into the game. To be honest, I've struggled a little bit to bring those elements to my table. I've spent a lot of time creating all these cool playlists and preparing and then getting distracted at the table by trying to manage those things and making sure the right song is playing at the right time. It's not too loud or too soft. So lucky for you, I have five more ideas. Number one, use your phone or tablet for images instead of sound or both. I'm not your parent. A picture is worth a thousand words. I like searching for pictures online to make mood boards for my projects, whether they are podcast episodes or whether they are adventures that I write and put out on DMs Guild. Stay tuned to the end of the show for more on that. But I find those images really help the parts of my creative process. If you also create mood boards, there's no need to let all that hard work go to waste. You can show those images to your players to help establish the tone and theme of the character's current location and do some of the heavy lifting of description for you. Are your players in a swamp? Then show them an evocative image of a swamp. You don't need to describe the soft mud, buzzing insects, or intense humidity. The picture does that for you. It's also a good touchstone as the party moves around. Wait, are we still in the swamp? Did we go back to town? No, you're still in the swamp. Oh, okay. And keep in mind, you don't need a picture for every possible place the PCs may go. If they go into the mansion of the governor, you don't need a picture for every room. You might just need a picture of the outside. Think about how TV shows have an establishing shot. So here's the outside of the building to remind us what building we're in, what city we're in. And then we go inside the building to see you know, what the characters are talking about as the plot moves forward. So you really only need one for each general location. Are you in a town? One picture for that town will suffice. Are they in a mountain cave? Are they in a pine forest? Just the broad strokes. We want to tell the difference of being in the Underdark versus being in the governor's mansion. To do that, I do a search on my iPad for some pictures that will best convey the locations or the key elements and save them for easy access later. Then during the session, I can pull up the picture and hand the iPad to my players, or I stand it up in front of my DM screen so they can see it. While playing online, I use those images in the same way that you would use Battlemap. So on Owlbear Rodeo, which is my favorite because it's really simple, instead of a battle map, I'll just show them an image of where we are. We are deep in a misty pine forest and it's weird and creepy. So that gets the tone over a lot better than me trying to describe it to my players. 
Also in the past, I've made a slideshow of those images as part of my prep. The upside was that, and this was doing games online, and the upside of that was that I could have all of these images pre-selected, pre-loaded in, and then I would just move through the slideshow sharing my screen with my players, and that way if we came across an image or a battle map, I had it all kind of loaded in there, and I could go through it in order instead of having to grab the iPad and maybe scoot around and find the image that I needed. The downside of that was it did take extra time to prep and put the slideshow together, and then some weeks were more... I would say in depth than others, sometimes because I couldn't quite find the pictures I was looking for, or we didn't really travel that many locations, so we didn't need that many slides. But nonetheless, an interesting way to give your players some visuals. Number two, weather. Incorporate weather conditions into your game. Is it sunny and hot? Is it raining and cold? Is there a blizzard or a hurricane? Whatever you think the skies might hold for the party's current location. Weather provides some background details to enhance the narrative. A rainstorm drenching the characters when they finally reach town will make it a relief to get into that tavern. The weather could also be an obstacle to the party. The locals recognize a blizzard is closing in as the quest pulls the parties out into the wilderness. To bring weather into your game consistently, I recommend the Swiss Army Knife of GMing, the Humble Index Card. Create an index card with various weather conditions. The card I use has 20 different combinations of sun, clouds, temperature, and precipitation. With 20 options at your fingertips, you can choose whatever would suit the game at the moment, or you can use your d20 and roll on it like a random table. Remember, as the GM, your descriptions to set the scene should be restrained. The more things you say, the more things the players will forget. However, Adding a few quick words about the weather is an efficient way to add evocative details for them. Number three, what is happening in this location that doesn't involve the PCs at all? Even though the characters are the stars of the story, everything in the game world doesn't revolve around them, at least not in the beginning. Local happenings add depth and interest to your world. The characters might arrive during a town's harvest festival and enjoy all the tasty offerings of the occasion. Perhaps they travel to a place high in the mountains where resources are scarce and food is extremely expensive. How will the party prepare if their quest takes them to a town where carrying weapons requires some type of fee or license? A few memorable details will make each location feel unique, and that will make the world feel bigger. How can you deliver these details to your players, though? NPCs are a classic choice. They can warn characters about pesky regulations, local holidays, or a particularly strict magistrate. But another option is the notice board, or even better, a newsletter. Number four, a newsletter. The notice board is a D&D staple. It's a way to communicate to the players what quests are available in the current location. Think Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. You go to a new little town, and you see what's on the notice board, and you can pull down quests as you see fit. My suggestion is to take that notice board and turn it into a newsletter. A newsletter gives you a chance to do some environmental storytelling and deliver information to your players. What information would the citizens need to know here? What news would they be interested in? What types of vendors are available here? What local laws or customs should the party be aware of when they visit this place? A newsletter also gives you a little more flexibility over a notice board. 
by allowing multiple ways to deliver information to your players. If your players never inquire about a notice board or look for one or walk past one, then none of the information on the notice board will ever get to them. Conversely, a newsletter, you can have an NPC selling them on the street like newspapers. If PCs don't decide to buy one, you can describe a windblown page that crosses their path. Maybe a newsletter or a portion of one is in a key location that the PCs visit. Or perhaps some tasty fish and chips come wrapped in a page from a couple months ago. You can create a newsletter in a Word document or a Google Doc by making it two columns and writing a couple of quick paragraphs and adding a few pictures from ye old internet. Include elements like advertisements for local vendors, announcements about new laws or regulations, and details for quest hooks. Don't worry about making every item something the PCs could interact with. Remember, not every detail about this world revolves around them. Local details like a big discount on cauldron repair add depth to your world, but aren't things that are a call to action for the party. Also, keep it to one page. That will allow you to focus on the fun, important details, and then you won't put in too much work on things that your players won't read. If you play in person, you can print out a copy or two and present it at the table when the time is right. If you play online, you can send it to them via PDF, or it can be part of your Albert Rodeo background, like an image or a slideshow or something like that. Number five, allow loose ends. Okay, quick story time. In a prior episode, I mentioned that my attempt to run the Ghosts of Saltmarsh for my players went horribly sideways. They took over the smuggler ship, and then they wanted to root out the entire smuggling operation. So naturally, I created a city and its organized crime ring. The characters traveled to the city, plot, 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 and killed the guy in charge of the smuggling. The NPC they were working with later sent them a message essentially saying, don't worry about the repercussions of murdering this man. You go ahead. I'll clean this up. In hindsight, that was a mistake. If you go to a new town and you take out one-fifth of an organized crime web, there should be repercussions. Allow your players to make a mess and leave. If your crew is a bunch of murder hobos, they won't care about repercussions anyway, and that means you don't need to worry about making any. They will be happy killing anything you put in front of them. If your players enjoy a slightly more narrative approach, Allowing those loose ends gives the world things to do in reaction to the actions of the party. Maybe the organized crime leaders send some assassins after the PCs. Maybe the smuggling ring reforms under a new and more dangerous leader. The consequences don't need to be direct or immediate, and they don't even need to happen every time. But the characters should feel some pushback after they make a mess. The first step is pretty easy. Watch as your players inevitably make a mess. Next, take some time between sessions to determine what interesting or dramatic repercussions might appear as a result of the character's actions. Lastly, find a place in a future session for the party to feel those repercussions. Sometimes it'll be something small, and sometimes it'll be something big, and it'll be up to you to feel what fits your table and what they would enjoy. So there you have it. Five ways to make your game more immersive. Show your players pictures to support the theme and tone of your game. Use weather to add narrative depth or obstacles for the characters. Make locations interesting and unique with local events that have nothing to do with the party. 
use a newsletter to communicate those local happenings, and quest hooks for your players. Allow the actions of the party to create loose ends that you can turn into new quests. I have not played D&D for the last three weeks, so unfortunately I don't have any player notes for this episode. Hopefully I'll have some next time. Instead, I spent this past week up in Maine enjoying Portland and Acadia National Park, and I hiked to the top of a mountain, which I have posted on Blue Sky and Instagram in case you want pictures of those things, which it was gorgeous and beautiful and awesome, and I'm very proud of myself I didn't fall down a mountain and die. And uh, yeah, so if you want pictures of that, then you can head over to GM's Notebook on Instagram and Blue Sky. I think that will do it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you heard something to make your next game amazing. The best way to support the show is tell all your friends and buy Into the Caldera on DM's Guild. It's less than three bucks and you get a cool adventure. The link is in the description. If you're a GM, if you know a GM, odds are you know someone who would benefit from the show. Tell them to listen to the GM's notebook the next time they sit down to prep for a session. Send your emails to thegmsnotebook at gmail.com. And until next time, I bid you a fond farewell.